This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always scum. Rebel scum. There I am, full screen. What's up? Rebel Scum Podcast, episode 310. We're back. I'm Brock. I'm James! And yeah, we're here to talk Star Wars in this Star Wars drought we're living in. I'm back in the white void. Here we are. Yeah, you're back there. That's a great back... You know what? I'm glad that we Mm -hmm. both moved because now we have great Star Wars backdrops. (laughs) When we were at your old house downstairs in the basement, that backdrop sucked. (laughs) <laughs> the worst the very very worst <laughs> oh. do you still have that do you still have the, the stuff that make like that made up that backdrop people don't care what we're talking about no. but i do <laughs> your wife made you ditch it all she's like get rid of it <laughs> all of it gone Hundreds yeah, and yeah. hundreds of dollars in Star Wars merchandise out the window. This is the Rebels Come Broadcast. Broadcast. Brock. Uh, episode 310. We've been doing this for 3,000 years. Yeah. Uh, which we've been doing it as long as, actually, as long as the genie's been trapped in the lamp. I think 10,000 years. So mm. welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us. If you're not a fan of Ryan Johnson's The Last Jedi, you've come to the wrong place. If you are a fan, <laughs> you've also come to the wrong place. Because we're not talking about it today, are we, Brock? No, unfortunately, that's next week's <laughs> topic. <laughs> next week so is- you're a week early. <laughs> you're a week early for the last Jedi retrospective. It's going to be a lot of fun. That mo- anyway, that movie was something else in terms of uh, not even the, the movie's become something. I don't even think people remember the movie anymore. I feel like it's a movie that everyone's kind of been like. They forget the movie, uh, and they either really hate it or really love it because of uh, reasons. And uh, yeah, it's just—I don't think people—I don't think people have watched the Last Jedi in at least at least a week. Probably. I mean, there's so many other things to watch, right? So yeah, there's the Rise yeah. of Skywalker. There's Attack of the Clones. There's. Uh, Hey, Ron, Heidi, kicking Aaron, Scarif. Thanks for joining us in the live <laughs> chat. Look, I brought up The Last Jedi because it kind of is because I don't know if you saw this, but Daisy Ridley, she's on like a press tour for everything, apparently. And of course, Star Wars is always, but if you're in Star Wars, it's always going to get brought up. And uh, she's, you know, she's handling everything the way you would expect um, a professional to handle things. Hi, Pauline. She's, she, you know, she's, she's, She's saying all the right things, but there was a recent interview where she let something slip, Brock, and this is what I wanted to talk about because nothing else is happening in Star Wars. But I wanted to talk to you about this because we have a Star Wars podcast, and and everybody else has a Star Wars podcast on Earth. Even everybody in the chat, they're like, we have our own Star Wars podcast. We know. And what I wanted to bring up was 
she mentioned that when she was offered the role of of Ray, J.J. Abrams said, "People treat this like a religion. Uh, it's going to be, you know, people are basically fans are insane." Is what he was saying, and she was okay with it. And she got like holes in her stomach for being um, so nervous about it and the anxiety and and all all of that stuff. But I wanted to talk to you about Star Wars fandom in general because I think that I. I because some people on that I've seen online are like, like, yeah, that's how it is. We're passionate. Yeah. But I, from my perspective, Brock, is I feel like there needs to be like a line in the sand of sanity. And then you're not sane anymore when it comes to like, you can like going to celebrations, a lot of fun seeing the people there. I'm not knocking like cosplaying. That has nothing to do with it. It has to do with the other side of the fandom, which I think, I think kicking ears in here, but I think WWE can relate to like there's a side to the fandom that isn't just dark, it's obsessive and it's the and, and it's not obsessive, it's beyond obsessive. And I think I want to talk to you about that because we have an obsessive podcast where we talk about Star Wars every week and we've been doing it for almost eight years. So it's or seven years, whatever it's been. So what are your views on that and Star Wars fandom? obsessively well i I mean i I don't want to say this because it'll stop the conversation i think your first step is you need to get off twitter (laughs) no this isn't twitter this is this is like what she said this is what she said oh yeah that like uh i you know i was skimming for news and stuff like that and i'm like there's just a whole section on daisy ridley and different like things and i'm like who cares i was just like it's just like I'm like, I feel bad for her that she has holes in her stomach, like, but it's just like, this is ridiculous. It's like looking for reasons. News and to- theories from a galaxy far, far away. Okay, sure. <laughs> I don't know what You I heard that, play. right? You heard Yeah, yeah, okay. No, I, uh, I heard it. it. It started playing. I don't know why. Uh, but anyways, but like, it's just like, and I feel for her. I'm not saying, but it's just like, why is this news? Like, it's just like, yeah. Movie making is hard and fan culture is brutal, but it's just like, like we can't, we can't like give this a spotlight anymore. It's ridiculous. It's like Daisy Ridley. Yes. I, it sucks that she has that, but like we can move through it. We can survive, you know, like, you know, I'm getting old. My knees don't hurt. I don't make an email or or sorry, an article about it. It's like, I don't know. It's just like. You're never going to win anyway, so, like, giving these people a, a platform is just, like, why bother? You know what I mean? So, it's, like, ah, but they got, mean, The thing is, though, there is one, and it's kind of, like, the for me... Sorry, I'm writing the tag for this. We're so... Okay. Mm. Um, I feel like because of social media, because of YouTube, because of Twitter, because of Facebook, because of Instagram, there's, like, and there's a an outlet now for everybody... And and I started with the Last Jedi because the Last Jedi is really when everything started to to go haywire in Star Wars fandom, mostly because a couple people didn't like it, and then other people didn't like it, and then when people don't like it, they gathered together, and it's like you didn't like one aspect of it, but then you doubled down on that one, and then you tripled down and quadrupled down, and then it becomes this obsessive snowball, and the problem is. And it's a Twitter culture, like you said, is negativity sells. Nobody wants any positive 
out storylines. They want the negative storylines. And so you focus on the negative and then you keep doubling down and you start to believe like something that doesn't exist. Okay, you don't like it, but it's not to the level that you've created it to be anymore. There's and it, there's another side to this as well, but we'll, this is what I'm talking about. So like it just it feels like I think people need. I think William Shatner was right when he called everyone. Uh, what do he call everyone in the thing? Like idiots or comp nerds? Like you need to calm down on the fandom is what I'm saying. Just calm. Think that we all have podcasts. We all love it, but like. These are just normal people. We said this last. You said this last week. Working their nine to five jobs basically is yeah. to sit in front, say some lines, or to write the lines. It's it's just a calm down. They're just it's just these are made by human beings who you know are making a wage, and they're hoping to entertain you. They probably won't, and they have to report to other people like we do. We all have bosses that we hate or love. You know what I mean? Like it's like that's what's going on. So chill out is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I just like it's we're just gonna it, there's never gonna be a solution. There's never yeah. gonna be a solution. Because it's, it's just worse. like like think of all the people that yeah, you know worse. that in maybe in life that are like get obsessive over a thing and you're just like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of like, I don't know, you you can start, you can start like condemning them as well or whatever. And it's just like, uh, like, you know, I, 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 I want to, I want to say names, but I'm just like, that's just mean. But it's like, you're entitled to your own thoughts, but it's just like, I think, I mean, overall our society in general is like. It's like if you have a thought that doesn't go with the status quo or offends one group, look out because it's just like we react. It's not a matter of like, okay, there's a problem. Let's have a discussion. No, that won't happen because we live in a world where you can't really have a real conversation about politics, religion, sex. uh, What's the new one? Like the Internet, I guess. There was, there was another one I was thinking about recently. It's like, you can't have these conversations. So it's just like, it seems so trivial when it's like, we're talking about Star Wars. Like, do I love Star Wars? Absolutely. I absolutely love it. To the point that I'm like, let's talk about it on a weekly basis. But it's just like, <laughs> I don't, it's like, of like, you know, the stuff that's happening in Gaza, that's like, that's a serious topic. Uh, uh, equality between genders, equality between sexuality. That's a real thing. Uh, races, you know, like just all the different things. It's like a couple of of people that are like, I didn't care for this movie. It's just like, cool. And it's just like, it sucks that the people that work on it get affected like this. It's just like, oh, why won't Adam Driver... Um, John Boyega come back to Star Wars because it's like it's a nightmare to, to to not work on the project per se. I don't think it's all the all the stuff around it and like you're you don't have like you know what I mean. That's just like you, if you remotely try to fire back at these people, you won't win. So what's the point? Like it's just like go away, <laughs> fly, go away, little bird. Like it's, it's it comes to a point where you're like. You want to carry around one of those squeeze water bottles like a cat and go. Tss, 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 tss. So like, just calm down. Just calm down. It's 
Yeah, like it's when you go to a convention, the easiest way to piss somebody off is say that like, oh, this live action anime that they create on Netflix is so good, and all the anime kids just go crazy. It's like, is that it's real? like, oh, that's very real. <laughs> Outside of uh, the newest one that came out, which was like the One Piece live action, no like live action, especially on Netflix, is liked by the like the fans. So it's like. You're never gonna win, so who cares? <laughs> uh, people care. I just, I just thought oh, uh, something for us to talk about because we have this up the, the podcast, and I, you know, I just, I just think like there's, it's uh, negative clicks aside. There's this weird feeling of like you need to tell everybody how crap something is. When somebody yeah. likes something, like, and I've done it in the past, it feels good. <laughs> but like, I, I, like if somebody likes something and you don't like it, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't offend mm. you. Like somebody's view on something shouldn't offend you when it comes to movies. Like if if you like Dune, Brock, and I couldn't get through eighteen minutes yeah. of it, I'm not offended that you like it, and you shouldn't be offended. Like it's just, it's all subjective crap. Like it's like, who cares at the end of the day if if. If the last Jedi, if you didn't like the last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker or Rogue yeah. One or the prequels, because people hated those damn prequels, if you didn't like those, great. Like, but but don't crap on the people who liked it. And also, I think what needs to be said is if you did love all of those, but somebody says, you know, I didn't really care for X, let it go. Also, you don't have yeah. to go off on why it's better than the other ones because we keep this is something that Twitter does, Brock. That is the worst. <laughs> This is actually, and this is, it's not even that bad, but it's the worst thing it does. Is it goes, there's this, it's a trend. I think it's everywhere. It's like one has to go, and it's like The Matrix, Star Wars, Marvel, or Star Trek. And you're like, why does one have to go? Oh, because you want us to all argue in the comments why yeah. I picked this one. And that's all it is, just creating these arguments. None of them, none of them have to go. They're all here. We've got them all. You can enjoy everything. And so it's just this, this weird thing where people like to get a rise out of each other based on stuff yeah. that they liked and then put you down for liking something. And that's the world we're living in. And it's really unfortunate. And I yeah. don't like your red shirt, Brock. I hate it. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like, it, it, it's, you know, it, it, especially if it's all coming from the internet, it's like, well, the people can say whatever they want on the internet and there's no ramifications because you can just say it into the ether and then never look back right because it's like you and i are having a conversation i'm not really agreeing with what you you're the, uh, the argument you're posing with but we're having a good discussion this doesn't happen on the internet like it's just there, there, there is no like like i my example of at at like a, co- a con- convention where i mess with anime kids and they, they like, I watched it. They're like, well, actually, I'm like, bro, the, the show's not for you. So it's just like, man, it, they're like, you're right. And I'm just like, it's not for you. But that was like five, six years ago, like, not to go on a tangent. Like, like the anime, the anime world is like, it's grown in fandom. Like, it's, it's kind of like you're seeing way more in like, the mainstream than there used to be right so whatever it's just like and i get it it's just like we like star wars people are like not they know that about us it's like oh what do you think about star wars i'm like i mean it's great it's like i'm the worst example 
Because it's like, oh, what'd you think of this? I'm like, I loved it. I'm like, I'm in. Like, I don't, I can't think of. Maybe like Obi Wan's probably my least favorite of of Star Wars creation. I gotta so give far. that a rewatch. Maybe I wanna give it a rewatch. Yeah, absolutely. But it's just like I'm like, there's good. Th- I just like I'm trying to think if I've ever been disappointed by Star Wars in the theater or on TV. I don't think so. Cause like like you like you know like it is a religion. There is a preciousness to this. It's like you could say the thing about like Marvel has a massive universe like that, but then like there was never a like that was that wasn't run by a creator. It was run by a business where you're like we need to sell books. We need to sell as many books yeah. as possible. So we'll change the story as much as we want. We'll change the characters as much as we want. Like it's. So, like, there's ups and downs. So, like, people are used to that. Like, with Star Wars, it's like, ooh, careful, careful. <laughs> Star Wars, like, we always, I'm going to say we, because I don't know about you, but a lot of people try, and me included here, is, like, we always go to Marvel when we talk about Star Wars, right? It's Marvel does yeah. it. But they're so, so different. On so many different levels. Oh and yeah. For starters, I know everybody. Everybody. I mean, everybody hates Kathleen Kennedy anyway. Like everybody. And I'm saying to say everybody hates Kathleen Kennedy for the algorithm. Everybody hates. That. But here's the thing: when she said we don't, she when she was asked about Marvel, uh, I think it was before COVID, so like four or five, two hundred years ago, she said we don't have the books or comics to lean on, and everybody went off on her and be like, "You do. You have the legends." <laughs> but that wasn't but the thing is and that's such like that tunnel vision moronic view of everything right that people seem to have when it comes to star wars it's like but it doesn't star wars was based off george lucas being like i've got an idea i want to mm-hmm. make you know and he just did this thing and they made another one and another one and then another one, but it took 400 years for him to make six of them and then they're making another one there, and the books were he was like yeah but even he was like they're not really anything they're just here's some side we we said there's the side stories here's some they weren't they're not marvel comics where this is a, a legit storyline in marvel like marvel movies were based off of marvel comics star wars movies weren't based off of anything i mean sure you can whatever but they weren't actually based on anything they were an original idea that george lucas had and he conjured yeah. up and that's what it is so you can't go back and do it so you've got to create something fresh and new for everybody and the you know the, and i mentioned this last week is the luke skywalker thing i think there's the overvalue of luke skywalker by i think i think at the time lucasfilm and i think the fandoms the fandom as well luke skywalker was just a farm boy he was just a farm boy and i think like just like we need to just remember that this is a story a fictional story about a kid who ends up becoming a jedi master and it's a lot of fun we just gotta like calm down calm down there's nothing to go on fans love to like pick daryl you ruined the legends they if like you know there's that argument like chewy died in the one of the novels so yeah. exactly you can't just start episode seven with chewy's dead read the book yeah. that's not gonna happen like star wars i mean I, I guess now they're kind of like read books. You like this stuff, but I still don't think the books are as no. <laughs> like you don't need to read a book to watch. I hope you don't have to read a book to watch the acolyte. I don't think so. I mean, from what we know, it, it's like so far <laughs> off. The, yeah, I saw that. Uh, <laughs> so far off the 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 map. Like I don't think it's going to be an issue. And also, like with 
the High Republic stuff jumping back and forth in eras, like, and it, it, it kind of worked. And I've said this up multiple times, like the stories are doing that. It's like this is great. Put this into movies, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't doubt it because like that's like it's just like you don't. It's not. It's not like one or the other, or it's not one depends on the other, right? It's like Lord of the Rings was a book first. But you don't need to watch Lord of the Rings to understand the movies. The movies will explain themselves, right? So it's like, like I can go into a Marvel movie and appreciate it. I'm like, oh, this is this. That character is this. That's that, 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 that. But like, it's like, you don't, you don't have to worry about that um, if you don't, haven't read any of those things. It, like, because they're telling a story. So it's like, I agree. You know, it would be great. Like, that's just, it's easy to pick characters like out of the expanded universe book series like yeah like we pulled Thrawn out of there uh there's other little characters and it's just like that's cool do we need it I mean it's cool how High Republic is like spinning itself but like like I'll be honest with you I'm trying to find free copies of the stuff I read for that because it's just like too buy all of it is impossible and it's not all good so it's like you want me to spend money on like i want to learn the i want to read all the high republic stuff i want to know it but i'm not going to spend all the money on like putting a star wars book on my uh, in my book collection isn't a goal for me i want to read it and it's like top-notch stuff on like every like maybe three out of five stories i'm like yeah this is cool but again it's like it's not something i want to collect but i'm very interested in so it's like so that's why i'm excited about the acolyte like just like see it on there but again it's just like the acolyte shouldn't like that'd be so it would be insane to be like i think it would work in star wars because star wars is like george lucas's method was just to throw you in the story so being thrown into the story of the acolyte might work but yet could you imagine it's like you have to read five books to understand the first episode of the Acolyte. I'm like, <laughs> I would be wow. The Acolyte's one that's got to, you've got to think it's starting with some kind of text on the screen. Like mm. 200, like a hundred years before uh, like uh, the Jedi, as you know it, or something's got to come on the screen to like give you some context in the timeline. Or maybe they don't, maybe they just throw you in. And we have a never tell me the odds coming up about Yoda. Maybe that's how they do it. Maybe they <laughs> use a little green guy to get you in there to tell you where you are and, and everything. Den brought up a thing about uh, Asajj Ventress because uh, Asajj is va- back in the yeah. Bad Batch season three. Dies that. in the book Dark Disciple, which was yeah. based on on Clone Wars screenplays, I believe. Right, unfinished screen. Uh, clone. And so I think there are articles out there from the writers or directors, somebody who worked on on Bad Batch saying that that book is still canon. They lead into that. But I, I don't know. Maybe not. Because if you remember um, the first episode of Bad Batch, they retconned Kanan's uh, yeah. Order 66. <laughs> they are, that's from a comic that four people read. And and I think that's like that's one of the problems is, is with canon is like when you have, like you said, all these High Republic novels going on, which I know they're all written in unison. Like they have the, the whiteboard we've all seen. So that whatever. But then you have these comics and you have 
this and that and all these other things coming around at some point you're going like it's got to you got to like Heidi said George Lucas retcon himself all the time I think oh, sometimes yeah. you've got to take creative liberties with things oh, yeah. and just kind of let it go and be like oh but that happened in in uh, page 76 of uh, <laughs> this comic that you can now buy at the dollar store like and no offense to anyone that worked in the like the Canon comic is a great comic and it looks fantastic too so no not knocking the comic itself but it didn't do too well at the end of the day does it really like do you really get hung up on the little details in I was in a movie if you're watching a movie and then the next movie they do something weird that I think is a little bit different than oh I read this comic and now in the cartoon it's different I think you got to maybe separate the mediums a little bit sometimes yeah yeah like it's just like just cares like just watch it you like it you don't it's like i would i would argue this like you should watch everything unless you've gotten to the point where you're like i don't care about star wars anymore then yeah stop watching because it's like if you if you ingest as much of the star wars media as you can then like like then you can have like a like a real say on it because it's like it's like oh this looks dumb it's like well then I don't know, because it's like, you might not like this, but you might like that. I mean, I was just thinking about it. It's like, uh, Accolade and Skeleton Crew, I think we're, like, excited about it because we don't know anything about it, and it also seems to, like, depart from the current status quo of what's going on with Star Wars. Like, as much as, like, Mandalorian kind of was, like, on its own to an extent, all those projects sort of, I feel, even though they... Oh, aren't fully they all kind of fall under the Filoni Favreau net and I kind of throw in who did uh, Andor is that Gilroy yeah so like since Gilroy made Rogue One it's like they feel like it's like we're part of the club and we know the rules whatever so it's like now it's interesting to see like what is uh Leslie Headland doing with the uh, Acolyte um it might it's just like I don't like we don't know the rules of that movie yet so it's like do, 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 mm-hmm. can you do whatever so like that's exciting like I, I'm looking forward to see what happens with that but I yeah, whatever I <laughs> I it I'm like a, just a bad person to talk to because I'm like oh I'll watch it you know I'll, I'll check it out rarely do I get to a point where I'm like <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, I Acolyte, think I like everything <laughs> but the Acolyte has in my opinion the coolest synopsis synopsis yeah. synopsis of all of them so like it's like a master and Padawan have to hunt down an evil threat alright I'm in let's go <laughs> let's do it like there's gonna be Jedi there's gonna be I don't know if there's Sith or whatever they are there's something's gonna happen yeah. It sounds cool, whether or not it is, I don't know, but it sounds <laughs> cool. Like I don't think I think you could obviously people I don't think anyone could argue that that doesn't sound like a cool concept for a Star Wars. <laughs> I would watch I would watch it as a movie and I would watch it as a show. So give it to me. I'm ready for it. Skeleton crew, we know very little. It's like yeah. two lives of Jedi. I'm like, well, you know, I'm kinda in. Why not? Yeah. And he's got a bunch of kids and it's like stranger things in space. I don't know what that means still. Yeah. Like I'm not still not hundred percent sure what that means, but I'm in. I'm in. Why not? Like it, it. None of them have sounded terrible yet, but I know what you mean. Like it's they're intriguing because they're out of the norm. They're not yeah. part of. They're not part of the click. The Star Wars click that they have. They're like the outsiders to come in to do it and shape it and see what it is. And I'm I'm curious what they're going to. I'm curious. Well, Skeleton Crew 
I think it's still Favreau and Filoni like producing it. Like I don't mm. think they have a ton to do with it, but I think they're still like overlooking it. I believe I could be wrong. Whereas Acolyte, I think is just completely separate. So who knows? Like I want to know what the look of them is going to be. How's it going to feel? Yeah, because Skeleton Crew has the villain, the pirate from uh, Mando season. Two, oh yeah, one that looks like uh, yeah. So that's kind of so that'll probably have more of the Mandoverse look. But Acolyte, we've seen some footage like behind the scenes stuff. I think they played a trailer at Celebration or some con or something like that. So people have seen something. I'm curious what that's going to look like. Is it going to look like Andor? Is it going to look like Mandoverse? Is it going to look like one of the movies? I'm really, really curious what we're going to get from from that. But I, just, I think it's such a cool idea for a Star Wars show. It's like, yeah, give it to me. Ambiguous good versus ambiguous evil. Go. <laughs> <laughs> But that's what Star Wars is, right? It's good versus evil. I think I think that's one thing that people oftentimes overlook with Star Wars is how simplistic it really truly is. If you look at the original trilogy, there's not a whole lot going on in terms of it's like here's the good guys, here's the bad guys, one's chasing the other. We don't like they flip flop who's chasing who. And then Ewoks show up and you're like, This is good. <laughs> and that's like really like the good guy wears white, the bad guys wear black, and <laughs> it's good versus evil. No hard, no no gray area. Just they, you know, George Lucas made it very simple for everyone, and uh, that's where we're going. Uh, do you want to do some blind rankings? Let's do it. All right, blind rankings. This week we're going to change up the blind rankings a little bit, Brock. I'm gonna, we're gonna do the top five highest grossing Star Wars movies, and I'm gonna let you pick them this time. And uh, there's five highest grossing movies. You're gonna pick them, and you're gonna tell, and I'll, I'll if you. So we'll start with five, and we'll move our way up to to uh, to one. So what do you think the fifth highest grossing is? There's 11 theatrical movies. I'm not counting, not counting Clone Wars, not counting the Ewok movies, just counting the 11. Yeah. And then do we is, – is, is inflation put into, into, into like – no, I wouldn't worry too much. I wouldn't worry about inflation. Okay. I don't. I don't deal with inflation. There's too much. Too many numbers there. I have no clue. Um, mm, 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 mm. There's a lot You're to high. take into consideration. Yeah, I know. And there's a lot to take into consideration. Because <laughs> um, it's like the like what star wars did in pop culture and then also the what the disney era and just like how much people go to movies like uh if it makes you feel better you can just kind of pick them and tell me what number you think they're at instead of going in and or you can be like number one is x five is x like you can go anywhere you want just tell me where you want to put them. i'm gonna go Return of the Jedi number five. Okay. Uh, no, you're wrong. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. <laughs> uh, Return of the Jedi five. Uh, Last Jedi. No. Rise of the Jedi. Or Rise of Skywalker four. Empire three. Force Awakens 2 and New Hope 1. Just, I don't know, shot in the dark. My thoughts are like, the new movies, like, I feel like did really well because they're in the era of like, they made a billion dollars and 
Sorry, is this like gross or just opening box off week? Like opening gross. 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 But like, it's hard to call because like the original Star Wars was probably on par with like because people it was in theaters forever, right? And then I want to say that I should have put in a prequel. I think I was going to say Phantom Menace. Just because it's like the first one after a long time without Star Wars. But I don't know. Like Jedi, Return of the Jedi. Maybe I'm totally... Well, you already told me I'm off. I want to say Empire. I don't know. It's got panned though. Oh, so it's, yeah. so it's, I should let you know it's also domestic, not uh, worldwide. Yeah, I was thinking more domestic anyway. So anyways. And my results are from Box Office Mojo. So if anybody wants to argue them... Take it up with the box office mojo. All right, what's the actual? All right, the actual rankings are number one, Force Awakens, two, The Last Jedi, three, Rogue One, four, Rise of Skywalker, and Uh, five, The Phantom Menace is number five. That's uh, right. What's interesting, though, I think of all these, though, is uh, where is it? Opening weekends. The number one is, I mean, Force Awakens was number one by, not a mile, but quite by I think by twenty, two hundred thousand I think over. I lost the number. I can't get it back. Over last uh, last Jedi, both of those were massive. Rogue One opening weekend was one hundred and fifty five. Uh, Rise of Skywalker was one seventy seven opening, so that means it went down. Hmm. Uh, Rise of Skywalker is the one that went down, so I think. People people spoke on that one. Whereas Last Jedi, the one that split the fandom, it crushed. It went up to six hundred and twenty worldwide. But Force Awakens nine hundred and thirty six million, almost nine thirty seven million world, almost a billion domestically. Mm-hmm. Book of Boba Fett is number one. <laughs> uh, uh, but you, but you want to go beyond number six is Revenge of the Sith. Seven is New Hope. Eight Attack of the Clones. Nine. Jet, Return of the Jedi, 10 Solo, 11 Empire, hmm. 12. New- but don't forget, this is it costs a quarter to get in the theater. Ah! <laughs> Brock is so mad about Empire being so <laughs> low on the list. Uh, but the original Star Wars made uh, um, 138. It's 12. Oh, yeah. and then Empire Strikes Back is the special edition. Oh, that's the special edition of A New Hope. Hmm. Yeah, there's too I, many. It's all the re-releases yeah. are in here. I can't take it. I yeah. can't take it. And Taika Waititi's is second last on the list, and hmm. Star Wars New Jedi Order is last on the list. I don't know why those are there, but they are on, they're actually on the, they're on the list. There's Untitled Taika Waititi's Star Wars May 22nd, 2026. All right. And Star Wars New Jedi Order December 17th, 2027. I hope I'm breaking this news to everybody. We got Star Wars coming out in hmm. May 2026. Brock, what do you think of that? When there's a trailer, I'll believe it. <laughs> right. While we're doing this, we should do what up with Star Wars and see if any Star Wars is drop. Tiger Waititi's movie. Here's the trailer. Like, what? <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> would it be a- we dropped. We dropped it on a Thursday when nothing was happening. <laughs> Whatever anyone thinks of the book of Boba Fett, you can't argue that. Tease the announcement for that was the best we've ever gotten for a Star Wars anything. Just like, boom, what this show, a new show that wasn't announced is coming. Like that was such a great, uh, great tease to get us hyped for a show that uh, people loved. 
people loved it. Yeah. Uh, so much in the, I can't keep up in the chat. I'm sorry, guys. I wish I could. <laughs> Ron, I wish I could. Ron oh. had it almost act, like on point for oh. the right numbers. <laughs> TFA, TLJ. Yeah, he just... He Fed just had medicine. to get... Uh, yeah. He had to get oh, he didn't have Rogue One on there. No, he had to get rid of Revenge of the Sith and yeah. uh, put that... Yeah, he was very close, though. Good job, very Ron. Close. Clearly a Star Wars fan. <laughs> get ready for Grogu to take the records and burn them with a bit of That'd be so awesome if that movie makes like $4 billion and people are like... Because guess who's directing it? It's not John Favreau anymore. It's James Cameron. <laughs> James Cameron's Mando and Grogu, and it all takes place underwater. Yeah, underwater. <laughs> all of it is underwater, and he talks to Greta Gerwig while he's doing it. Oh, if James Cameron did a Star Wars movie, it'd be just ten minutes of Purgles swimming by in space. It should be like, yeah, we get it. You like the the ocean. <laughs> I haven't, seen the, second I haven't seen the second Avatar. I just I uh, I saw the first one when in the theater with Rob, and he'll tell you. He'll tell you Grogu turns blue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, never tell me the odds. This never tell me the odds. Called never tell me the odds. Let's see if this is gonna play. It'll probably play at the end of the show. The possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately three thousand seven hundred and twenty to one. Never tell me the odds. The screen. I don't know why that's that. I gotta really clip that. You're never gonna do that. <laughs> Not once. Rob Zombie Star Wars movie. What's going on? <laughs> a, da- a house of a thousand clones. <laughs> uh, never tell me the odds. Brought to you, me, and everyone that loves our show. By patreon.com slash rebel scum podcast. If you like what we do, why don't you head on over to patreon.com and put a slash and put a rebel scum podcast and help us out because we love talking about Star Wars and we will do it till they tell us to stop. But then we will never stop. So come and support us any way you can. We greatly appreciate it. Like the way we appreciate these wonderful people Heidi Fetter, executive producer, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Randy Kenobi. Mary Kristen Aton, Dale Erdman, Jeff Wilson, Phil Stanford, Rez, Scott D. Josh Price, Matt W. Frank, Perkins, Neil Lowry, Cosmic Girl 02, Gleek Play 1, Den and Nerds, Disney Desi, Charlotte, and Ron Presak, who's in the chat right now with uh, Heidi and Ben. Thanks, everybody, for all of your support. It thank you. Thank you. Immensely. It's uh, good to have you here. And I'm glad you're all. Uh, Chiming in with your thoughts because our odds today are brilliant. Mm-hmm. There might be one about Ben Solo. We don't know. I do know. We wrote it. All right. <laughs> Never tell me the odds about you by Patreon. Number one. Never tell me the odds. The Acolyte trailer in February. We're going to see some Acolyte in February. That would be a get at the Super Bowl. I feel like we would know if it was coming already because they don't keep secrets on anything. Um, they can't compete with Deadpool 3 at the Super Bowl. Ugh. 45%. Why not? Why can't it be as many trailers as possible? <laughs> oh, there can be. I, I don't think... I don't think... It would be financially sound for Disney to do an Acolyte trailer during the Super Bowl. 
for a Disney Plus show for Star Wars about the accolade. If it was another Mando, if it was a Mando movie, I think you could do it, but I don't think you'd do mm. it for the accolade show because it costs a lot of money to, to do it. Um, 30% when Disney Plus gets boring again. <laughs> I'm going to go 11%. I just don't think they're going to do it on the Super Bowl, and I don't think we're going to get it in February. I think it will be closer to May 4th because if you look, Bad Batch ends, I think, a few days before May 4th which would lead up into what are they going to do May 4th? I think an accolade trailer coming May 4th is the way to go. Heidi's thinking maybe March Madness. Mm. Yeah. And Pauline doesn't like too many trailers. I agree with you. I saw the trailer for uh, Richard Linklater's new movie. Have you seen that, A Hitman? Yeah. Rob saw it at TIFF. Yeah, you told me and, that. Yeah. yeah, and after he saw it, he goes, "That's you got you to gotta watch that movie. That's the movie you want to watch. I'm like, oh, I'm excited. So I watched the trailer, and I was like, dude, the trailer's awesome. He goes, it showed too much. I'm like, what? Like, I, I didn't think it showed a lot. He goes, it showed too much. I'm like, so I'll avoid the next one. Because I didn't realize when I watched the trailer, it's coming out in June. Have you seen the movie? Did you go to TIFF? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, apparently there's things in it that, like, it doesn't ruin it, but it takes away from the fun of it or whatever. Anyway, um, it comes out in June. I'm like, just it's on Netflix. Just do it now. Just give it to me now. I know you have it. Just give it to me now. Uh, anyway, that trailer, I really like that trailer. So I'm going to go 11% on that one, but I'm with you, Pauline. Don't show me too much. And our next odd, Yoda will appear in the Acolyte. Even if it's just like a small little cameo on some level, we will still see the little green dude in the Acolyte. I think like the, the, the likelihood is very, very high. Like it totally can happen because he's alive. Uh, but I don't feel like... I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Uh, I'm going to say um, 45%. Dan's saying 90%. He's very present in the yeah. High Republic novels. See, here's my thing. I would say I'm going to go full Brock. That's going to be my official answer, full Brock. Because I think the – like the the uh, what what's her name that's making it? Uh, uh, Leslie Headland. Yeah. I think she wants to stay away, probably. Like, let's keep this our own kind of thing. Like, and I yeah. don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I mean that, like, you know, like let's keep this separate so people like can get into it. But I also think, like I said earlier, you throw Yoda in it, you know when it is. People feel comfortable. This is Star Wars, and you move on. You get him out of the way right away. Also, it's Yoda. Why wouldn't you ever want to have Yoda if you can have Yoda? You know, and like you just you want to throw in Yoda there. But I'm gonna go full Brock because I can see them using him yeah. as a way of being like. Oh look! Look how young Yoda looks. He's back to being CG, or or, <laughs> or that weird puppet from the Phantom Menace makes a comeback. You know who voices him? The new Fozzie Bear voice. That's who Fozzie's. That's who. That's who voices Yoda. Right. Yeah, he's just like he's a little off. It's because he's younger. Okay, that's uh, that's I'm gonna go for Brock though because I you can, but do you, and also should you like I I you know like at some point you gotta let Yoda go. Uh, and our final odd today, Ben Solo will return. Uh, I mean, I feel like there has to be an asterisk on that statement. Yeah, Den is right. He is quite, he does, he is in, uh, Yoda is in High Republic quite a bit, but he's never like a main focus. He's always being mentioned. I feel like he's in the comics a lot more. Correct me wrong if I'm wrong, Den. He's in the books, but he's it's he's like he's like okay, here I come, and it's but you're you're you you stay with another 
another group of people. It's like it's not like on the level of how much he's in Clone Wars, but uh, yeah, no, I agree. I think it's something you can be in your back pocket. But going to uh, Ben Solo, I think there needs to be an asterisk on on that statement because it's like we know Adam Driver is not going to do this unless he just nobody calls him but Star Wars. He's not doing any more Star Wars movies. I am all for let's get animated stuff where we cast the voice and it's young Ben Solo. Because if you've listened to this podcast in the last 310 episodes, it's like I would love to know what the characters were doing between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. Like, give me an animated thing. Give me a book. A com- uh, I don't want to go books. Let's go either comic. I want visuals, right? Like... I like reading characters that exist in movies, but it's just like, eh, it doesn't feel the same. But when you see it, you know, like the comics are fun because you can see it. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go for, will we see Ben Solo? Mm, 35%. I don't know. I think, unless it's like flashback. Like, what were you thinking when uh, you put this one together? Like, is it young Ben Solo? Or is I'm it thinking, I don't know. I don't. I think just seeing Ben Solo back. I was thinking more live action than that, but I'll like an animated is fine. I'm not Lego though. Lego doesn't count. Yeah, because <laughs> Lego they they do what they want. Good. Like, I love it. Like do what you want, but not Lego. I'm gonna go 67. percent I think Adam Driver will return at some point. Um, I think it's gonna have to be a unique thing to to do. They're going to have to find a good way to woo him in. As Heidi's saying right now, Harrison Ford was 100% uh, out. I yeah. saw that interview with Deanie Petty, Brock, from 1980. <laughs> and he told her, I'm not, you look at it, man, City TV, 1980, I think four or six or something. It was on City TV Rewind back in the day. Uh, she said Star Wars, and he said, George knows how I feel about that. Yeah. He said he would come back for more than Indiana Jones, but not for Han Solo. So never say never on, on Adam Driver. Money also talks. Uh, yeah, you know no, Ferrari. Yeah. I've heard I've heard a lot of uh, weird things about his performance in Ferrari. So maybe he wants to go back, but I do. So maybe maybe we get uh, we get Benny Boy back. So I'm gonna go 67 percent because I think I, I I think it makes too much sense for him to come back that they're not even going to do it. That's my one concern. Is like they're like you know it'd be really easy to do the dyad thing. No, we moved on. They're like, we don't want to touch that anymore. And whatever. So I feel like it's easy to do. You should do it. Adam Driver's, you know, he's a star. You can get him to come back. And not a major role, like a small little role. So 67% on that. Talking to our friend Daryl Lewis, who's working the All-Star game, asking to get yeah. me a ticket. <laughs> he's like, new phone, who dis? <laughs> yeah, that's basically what I just got. I was like, get me a ticket. I will bring Selena. <laughs> I don't think you understand how my job works. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps texting me like all this, like, look what merch I got. I'm like, get me a ticket. I'll come down. All right, uh, you have uh, the news? I do. It's all Daisy Ridley. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. It was staggering. It had its own, like, on Google News, it was like a whole section yeah. about Daisy Ridley. I'm like, That's, I, I Googled get a topic today I, uh, a few days ago i googled star wars and it was just daisy ridley and then this it was three pages and it stopped i was like that's weird all right hollow news da 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 hollow news da 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 hollow da 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 hollow news the news you need to know right now loading my notes all right um 
news on Star Wars Outlaws, it seems that Ubisoft may be releasing the upcoming Star Wars game sooner than fans were previously led to believe. At the start of this month, Disney posted a new blog stating that Star Wars Outlaws was set to launch in late 2024. This mention was eventually scrubbed from the blog in question, but it still led most people to believe that this window was a legitimate one considering the source that it came from. Now, a new report has emerged that has suggested that the arrival of Star Wars Outlaws could only be a few months away. Based on information from Insider Gaming, Ubisoft is said to be targeting a launch for Star Wars Outlaws in the first half of 2024. If true, this means that Outlaws could arrive no later than the end of June 2024. Star Wars Outlaws would seemingly be part of one two-punch that Ubisoft has planned for this year, as the publisher's Japan-based Assassin's Creed game, codenamed Red, is also said to be arriving the back half of 2024. And if you've got some money, outlets including Fox Business and the BBC have reported that two sets of papers owned by Harrison Ford during the filming of the original Star Wars movie will be for sale at the event hosted by Excalibur Auctions on February 17th. Better yet, the first set up for grabs is a copy of the fourth draft of the film script. This copy of the screenplay doesn't include all of the pages and is unbound. Additionally, the incomplete script has pages of several different colors, which meant to represent rewrites during production. As one might expect from an earlier draft of a screenplay, there are some scenes which weren't included in the version of the movie that audience saw in the summer of 1977. In fact, when this draft was written, the film hadn't even gotten its final title yet. The first page reads, The Adventure of Luke Starkiller as taken from the Journal of the Wills. Thankfully, that the title was later changed to the much better Star Wars. <laughs> the other group of papers for sale includes some interesting miscellaneous that Ford owned during the first movie's production in 1976. There's a typed letter to the then up-and-coming actor from his agent, Patricia McQueenie, a pair of shooting schedules for the film, a call sheet, and a handwritten note that seems to be a reminder for Ford to meet up with Robert Watts, who is a production manager on the movie. If you've got lots of some money ready to spend, and you're interested in obtaining some unique pieces of Star Wars history, you can find Excal- uh, you can find details from the upcoming auction at Excalibur Auctions website. I think that should just go into a museum if it's that old. Uh, but this has been your Hollow News. <laughs> wow. I would I would auction I would pay for that. Would you? I mean, if I had unlimited money, I'd be like, let's go. I mean, that's crazy. I would I would just give, like, somebody, like, if I had, like, if money was no object, I was like, whoever buys, like, can I just look at it for, like, 20 minutes? Here's 10 grand. <laughs> like, I would be like, that's something I'm like, that's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Like, those pages, like, I'm sure there's, a like, a full copy of it somewhere yeah. in Lucasfilm. Like, that stuff that, like, you could put that in a museum that's just about Star Wars, and I'd be like, wow. <laughs> Let's visit that museum when it's in there eventually. Yeah. Happening, bro. Uh, top five Sith moments from the movies. <laughs> you have to write down movies, otherwise, it just gets, there's just too many. There's just too many. You have to like mm-hmm. just knock it out to me. Uh, my number five, uh, when Dooku slices off Anakin's arm. 
My music doesn't play, but I don't care. <laughs> My number five is, uh, do you know the story of the, the, the tale? Of, I don't forget. What's the word he says of Darth Plagueis? Like that's just like, oh, yeah, let's get some Sith lore going here. Then they made a book about it. Wow. They did? They did. They did. <laughs> Have you read those, the book? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, my number four is uh, Sidious versus Mace Windu when he first reveals himself to be the almighty Sith Supreme. And he uses electricity. He's like, oh, <laughs> and then he, and then uh, Anakin chops off Mace's hand. There's a lot of uh, hands going flatter. Yeah. <laughs> That's number four. Uh, I'm going to go the lightsaber duel between Yoda and Count Dooku at the end of uh, Attack of the Clones because I was like, wow, Yoda can do that? <laughs> it's just a great little scene and it's just, Dooku was an interesting Sith. That It's like one of the characters that they've really started talking about more in like auxiliary Star Wars stories. You know, Tales of the Jedi was all about Dooku and I was like, that's really interesting. Does Darth Jar Jar count? <laughs> We're going to get some Darth, Darth Jar Jar moments on here. I, my three is a tough one. I'm not really sure what I want to say. There's not a lot of Sith moments in a lot of the stuff. But I'm going to go an odd choice here. And I'm going to go Dooku when he's got Obi-Wan held captive. And he gives him that, that Sith speech about joining him. And they can r- defeat the whatever and like he basically does the vader speech from empire and it's dooku and attack of the clones and it's so good you forgot about it yeah <laughs> my number three is darth vader walking through the hallway and <laughs> rogue one because he's a fifth sith so there we go oh my god uh my number t- my number two is duel of the fates whoa 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 <laughs> We just lost our monetization. Goodbye, 33 cents. I should be a singer. A songstress. Yeah. It's a no for me, dog. Every time I start singing, Aaron gets very upset. My number two is going to be left field one I correct me if I'm wrong Obi-Wan is the only time we have Inquisitors in live action yes uh-huh. anyways I'm going to make my number two it's like finally seizing, seeing Inquisitors in real life I, I know maybe they're not Sith I don't know whatever evil evil it's such uh, a fine line like it's just like whatever it's it's a fine line because like they're like there could only be two and then not like oh great <laughs> so i'm gonna make that my number two yeah and my number one is vader hallway scene wah, wah, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. my number one is gonna be duel of the fakes because it's like Darth Maul. <laughs> that was Best. pretty sweet. Should have been my number one. I don't know why it's not my number one. <laughs> Darth Maul's my favorite. Whoa, whoa. I, I was playing with my Darth Maul mask the other day. My Halloween. <laughs> I was putting it in the closet. Like, 
I'll see you again soon, my friend. If it's time to get see you in Halloween. (laughs) How old is it? It's like seven years, almost eight years old, probably seven, six. It's starting to it's starting to get wear and tear. I went to Dollarama this year to buy another one. They didn't have any. (laughs) I was like, oh man, the days of the Phantom Menace masks are gone. I just need a backup because he's like he's ripping here, so I'm gonna have to put some black tape on him. (laughs) The gaffer tape, same color. Those are our top five. Thank you guys for offering yours. Josh Maul throwing a droid head to hit a switch to open a door instead of <laughs> force pushing a button to open the door. <laughs> Those Sith, they can't be trusted. All right. Uh, you know what? Let's, for fun, Brock, right before we say goodbye, let's type in Star Wars in the Google search bar. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. We're on Bing as well. Bing and Google. <laughs> uh, Star Wars, here we go I'm going to type the news tab uh, Daisy really still upset over <laughs> backlash To Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker I'll bet you she's not She just says, that was really upsetting uh, Daisy really says Star Wars sequel controversy is still upsetting See, it's just worded differently Star Wars actress Daisy Ridley Developed holes in her stomach Alright, uh, Lego 25th anniversary Ewan McGregor talks Oh, this just came out to 10 hours ago Ewan McGregor talks making pan Star Wars. It was weird to be in a film that was hammered, and we still had to make two. Yeah, no. I was like, yeah, I, I don't like. I don't want to hear actors like, "Well, we almost did this." I'm like, like very rarely am I like, "Wow!" Especially with Star Wars, it's just like, "Come on!" Like there was the, the there. It's not like they're just like. It's not like how Sony wants to make all these random spin-off Spider-Man movies all of a sudden. Like, yes, Madam Web looks really, really good, but like it's also you're making a Madam Web movie. Star Wars doesn't do that. So it's just like, oh, we almost made uh, it. Hmm. They were going to and then solo brought them back down to Earth. Yeah, well, and it's just like all the people's like, oh, I I auditioned for Star Wars and I screwed it up. I'm like, great, whatever. Like, <laughs> oh, someone's better than like. It's just like it's just that's just jobs. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't... I don't really care for when I hear like I was up for this role. I do. I don't mind when you hear like an actor like forty years later being like, you know what, I screwed up on. But it's when it's like I was one of seventy-seven people. Yeah, congratulations, <laughs> you have an agent. You know, like yeah, those are the ones that. Are... But like Eddie Murphy when the when you say you passed on uh, Eddie Valiant for Roger Rabbit, yeah, it's like that that's pretty funny. But Bob yeah. Hoskins the Alice, the the right person usually comes up on top, or you get Zachary Levi for the sequel Thor, whatever works. Yeah, it's always like it's only for like the like successful films typically, right? Or the terrible ones where like I almost was in that movie, and you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like it's I just the bullet there. <laughs> It's like, well, I was almost in that like billion dollar franchise. Like, cool. <laughs> and you guess what? You probably will be eventually because they're making so many of them. If anything, I like, you know, the situations where like the Flash shows Nicolas Cage as Superman. I'm like, oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that too. It's funny because the press on that is all how like he's like, I went in and I filmed one thing and then the movie ended up being something different yeah they all focus on but they they always focus on that negative part but then he also says he goes you know it was great though and i can't remember the costume designer's name he goes finally that costume that that they created got to be shown yeah it's a beautiful 
And I'm like, why are we focusing on that part of it? Like, that's a nice story. Like, people put a lot because that movie, that Superman movie, I haven't seen that. That's Superman Returns. What happens? Like, the documentary yeah. on it. But I remember like being in high school, excited for it because there was a rumor that Michael Keaton was going to show up as Bruce Wayne in it. And it was, and they spent like millions and millions of dollars in pre-production on that movie. People worked their butts off on it. And I would, I would love to. I, it's just, it's like it, that was a, that's a nice little like. Well, somebody's work on that movie paid off yeah. in a small, like a small amount, but it did. And I love that cameo in the Flash. I'm sorry, oh, yeah. it. the two of my favorite cameos were that one and George Clooney. <laughs> yeah, it's just like when George Clooney. Sorry, go. No, it's just like why not? Like why not? And, and like you know, the Nicolas Cage death of Superman is like. A perfect example of like, oh, the, I'm interested in hearing about that because there's actual footage. And I'm, I'm sure like when people test for things, there's footage of everything. You know, there's rehearsed, uh, not rehearsals, uh, what is audition tapes and all that. And we see that from time to time. When we see that, that's interesting. But like, you know, uh, I was almost Neo in the Matrix. Who cares, Will Smith? You're not. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was say the the George Lucas cameo on uh, at the end of the Flash when we watched it, Aaron was like ah, like Aaron got a huge kick out of George Clooney because it's like you don't. I saw like it was ruined for me because I saw it online like before the movie came out in the theater. I saw it online, which sucked. But like if you're not expecting it, that's like you know it's fun. It was a fun ending too. I don't know, whatever. But who cares? People take it too seriously. It was what it is. All right, episode 310, we're done. Out of here. Brock, anything else you want to say? Uh, check us out next week. We're part of Star Wars Podcast Day. Year mm-hmm. 7, take 7, part 7. We're there. Support all the other Star Wars podcasts. I won't. I'm just going to be in this one. But support them because you know we all know you love Star Wars and Star Wars things. And we are very blessed to be part of that. So check it out next week, guys. Is it next week? Yeah, yeah it's going to be awesome. Gonna have, yeah, next Wednesday, we'll be here live, probably 9 p.m. Eastern time. Hope to see you there celebrating the good stuff. Patreon, Fantasia has a video on Patreon for you right now. That's going to oh. go live for everybody on Wednesday morning. But it's on it's on the page just for Patreon right now. You can check that out. It's Andrew uh, has a new segment that he's working on. Uh, we'll see how far he gets on it, but he's got, he's got a new segment where he just reads books. All right, everybody, thank you. What happened? I can't find. Oh, end stream is right there. Okay. Um, <laughs> may the force be with you, everybody. Brock, you were always scum, rebel scum. Scumbags, thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.